Hello and welcome back everyone to 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. Last month we did a story by Clara Dillingham Pearson called The Night Moth with the Crooked Feeler and it received such a great response from you that we decided to follow up today with a second story from her collections and we hope you enjoy it. Be sure to let us know if you would like more. And now, The Young Blue Jay Who Is Not Brave Enough to Be Afraid by Clara Dillingham Pearson. Everybody who is acquainted with the Blue Jays knows that they're a very brave family. That's the best thing you can say about them. To be sure, they dress very handsomely, and there is no prettier sight on a fine winter morning than a flock of Blue Jays flitting from branch to branch, dining off the acorns on the oak trees, and cocking their crested heads on one side as they look over the country. They are great talkers then, and are always telling each other just what to do yet none of them ever do what they are told to, so they might just as well stop giving advice. The other people of the forest do not like the Blue Jays at all, and if one of them gets into trouble, they will not help him out. This always has been so, and it always will be so. If it could be winter all the time, the Blue Jays could be liked well enough, for in cold weather they eat seeds and nuts and do not quarrel so much with others. It is in the summer that they become bad neighbors. Then they live in the thickest part of the woods and raise families of tiny fuzzy babies in their great coarse nest. It is then, too, that they change their beautiful coats, and while the old feathers are dropping off and the new ones are growing, they are not at all pretty. Oh, then is the time to beware of the blue jays. They do very little talking during the summer, and the forest people do not know when they are coming unless they see a flutter of blue wings among the branches. The Blue Jays have a reason for keeping still then. They are doing sly things, and they do not want to be found out. The wee babies grow fast, and their mouths are always open for more food. Father and mother Blue Jay spend all their time in marketing, and they are not content with seeds and berries. They visit the nests of their bird neighbors, and then something very sad happens. When the Blue Jays go to a nest, there may be four eggs in it. But when they go away, there will not be any left, nothing but pieces of broken eggshell. It is very, very sad. But this is another of the things which will always be so, and all that the other birds can do is watch and drive the Jays away. There was once a young Blue Jay in the forest who was larger than his brothers and sisters, and kept crowding them toward the edge of the nest. When their father came with a bit of food for them, he would stretch his legs and flutter his wings and reach up for the first bite. And because he was the largest and the strongest, he usually got it. Sometimes, too, the first bite was so big that there was nothing left for anyone else to bite at. He was a very greedy fellow, and he had no right to take more than his share, just because he happened to be the first of the family to break open the shell, or because he grew fast. The same young Blue Jay used to brag about what he would do when he got out of the nest, and his mother told him that he would get into trouble if he were not careful. She said that even Blue Jays had to look out for danger. Huh, said the young Blue Jay, who's afraid? Now you talk like a bully, said Mother Blue Jay, for people who are really brave are always willing to be careful. But the young Blue Jay only crowded his brothers and sisters more than usual and thought, inside his foolish little pin-feathery head, that when he got a chance, 
he'd show them what courage was. After a while, his chance came. All the small birds had learned to flutter from branch to branch and to hop quite briskly over the ground. One afternoon they went to a part of the forest where the ground was damp and all was strange. The father and mother told their children to keep close together and they would take care of them. But the foolish young blue jay wanted a chance to go alone. So he hid behind a tree until the others were far ahead and then he started off another way. It was great fun for a time and when the feathered folk looked down at him, he raised his crest higher than ever and thought how he would scare them when he was a little older. The young blue jay was just thinking about this when he saw something long and shining lying in the pathway ahead. He remembered what his father had said about snakes and about one kind that wore rattles on their tails. He wondered if this one had a rattle, and he made up his mind to see how it was fastened on. I am a blue jay, he said to himself, and I was never yet afraid of anything. The rattlesnake, for it was he, raised his head to look at the bird. The young blue jay saw that his eyes were very bright. He looked right into them and could see little pictures of himself upon their shining surfaces. He stood still to look, and the rattlesnake came nearer. Then the young blue jay tried to see his tail but couldn't look away from the rattlesnake's eyes, though he tried ever so hard. The rattlesnake now coiled up his body, flattened out his head, and showed his teeth, while all the time his queer forked tongue ran in and out of his mouth. Then the young blue jay tried to move and found that he couldn't. All he could do was to stand there and watch those glowing eyes and listen to the song which the rattlesnake began to sing. Through grass and fern, with many a turn, my shining body I draw. In woodland shade, my home is made, for this is the forest law. Whoever tries to look in my eyes comes near to my poisoned jaw, and birds, ere bold, I charm and hold, for this is the forest law. The rattlesnake drew nearer and nearer, and the young blue jay was shaking with fright when there was a rustle of wings, and his father and mother flew down and around the rattlesnake, screaming loudly to all the other jays, and making the snake turn away from the helpless little bird he had been about to strike. It was a long time before the forest was quiet again, and when it was, the blue jay family were safely in their nest, and the rattlesnake had gone home without his supper. After the young blue jay got over his fright, he began to complain because he had not seen the rattlesnake's tail. Then, indeed, his patient mother gave him such a scolding as he had never had in all his life, and his father said that he had deserved a sound pecking for his foolishness. When the young blue jay showed that he was sorry for all the trouble that he had made, his parents let him have some supper and go to bed, but not until he had learned two sayings which he was always to remember. And these were the sayings. A really brave bird dares to be afraid of some things. And, if you go near enough to see the tail of any danger, you may be struck by its head. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. We're committed to reaching 1001 stories, and we have a long way to go. 
We need your help to get there. We're asking you to help with a little support each month, just a few dollars, less than a cup of blended coffee, to make sure that more stories like this one keep coming. The podcast world is extremely competitive. We're a one-person corporation doing a hundred jobs to bring free entertainment, and we have lots of costs behind the scenes. Plus, I'm now doing my 1,001 shows full-time. Most people hear me asking, but just pass it up. We're asking you to stop for a moment and make a difference at patreon.com forward slash 1001 Stories Network. Thank you. Here are some recent reviews. Starting with Fantastic, five stars. This is exactly what I've been looking for, short stories to listen to at work. I enjoy the selection of works as well as the narrator. My only critique is that the added sound effects are distracting. Just leave them out. But still leaving a five-star review. Thanks, Daniel. That one from D.W. Wooden, Apple Podcast, U.S. And this one, Choice, five stars. Very good choice of literature. I also like the manner of reading. That from Ojella, Apple Podcast, Ukraine. And this one. This podcast brings back so many memories. Five stars. So long ago now I read many of these stories, treasuring their large, old-fashioned books from my grandmother's library. It is so good to be reminded of them again. Lovely, lovely podcast. Amanda Zataz at Apple Podcast, Australia. And this one. Restored my faith in humanity. Five stars. Love this. Great choice in stories. Excellent voice narration. Nice addition of music. Nice length of stories. Enough to fit in and enjoy between moments of busy life. Listening to famous literature makes me feel more educated, albeit in a lazy way. Not sure if my high school literature teacher would approve. Grew tired of listening to non-fiction life how-tos. These stories fill the soul in a completely different way than any kind of non-fiction. That one from Heidi. Apple Podcast. U.S. And this one, awesome, five stars. Enjoy this podcast a lot. One of the best ways to enjoy a great story. And that one from Bath, great, U.S. And this one, excellent, five stars. Wonderful retelling of classics from the masters of the short story genre. My favorites are the twist endings of O. Henry and Saki. That one from Barefoot Indie, Apple Podcast, U.S. Thank you all so very, very much for taking the time to send these reviews. They're greatly appreciated. And they help us out a lot when other people see them. Thank you. And before we go, I'd just like to make a brief mention of a show that we've got now over at 1001 Stories for the Road. That's 1001 Stories for the Road. You should be able to find that in your current podcast host. I, of course, knew of the story of Tarzan, but had never read the original book. And, and I can tell you that the story is extremely well written. There's a lot of drama to it. It's a great story to read. And I'd like you all to try it. Our stories over there at 1001 Stories for the Road are basically serial stories. You tune in every Sunday to catch a few more chapters with the story. And we've done a few good ones in the past. But the listenership for this one, for the Tarzan story, is the best we've ever had. I'd like you to give it a try. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. It's 1001 Stories for the Road, Tarzan. We'll see you soon.